Welcome to the Truth Must Be Told podcast. I have covered many subjects and will continue to bring you quality podcasts to give you some hope in this uncertain world. If you've missed any episodes, you can go to thetruthmustbetold.org and you will find the link for anchor.fm, which will allow you to listen to previous podcasts absolutely free. It's free to visit the site and free to listen. While you're there, consider hitting that support button and help this ministry to continue to be free and a blessing to many. Thank you for your support and for joining me here on The Truth Must Be Told. Are UFOs real? Have you ever seen one? Your host has. What do they want with us? Well, we'll we'll answer these questions and more today on The Truth Must Be Told. Stand by. He's just ignorant. He doesn't know any better than to tell the truth. It's the truth. I just want to report the truth. It'd be a nice change of pace. When in doubt, tell the truth. Edward, I tried to tell the truth, and they kicked me off the air. You can't handle the truth! And now, speaking the truth. Here's the host of The Truth Must Be Told, Sal Passos. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 115 on The Truth Must Be Told. I am so sorry I am late with this podcast. I have not been feeling well. Uh, I have had, um, I don't know, I've had some issues going on here, and uh, I just want to... uh, uh, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better now and I'm here and I'm just, uh, want to get on with this, uh, stuff because we are covering the paranormal and we're doing a lot of interesting talks and, uh, I just don't want to want you to miss out on anything because of my headaches and, uh, you know, and I have, so been praying for me. I've been having some pretty bad headaches and I just don't know why, uh, it could be part of the fact that we're, we're dealing with the paranormal here and Satan just does not want this to go on. In fact, even this afternoon, as I was trying to get things together, uh, there were more and more interruptions were coming, and uh, we have another emergency with our air conditioner. So uh, pray for me. I would appreciate it. Also, before I go on I just uh, with the show, I just want to let you know that, uh, again, visit the new social uh, platform, yubnub.social. That's yubnub.social, Y-U-B-N-U-B.social. It's a funny name, but... It has a, it, it's made for we the people. So you can go on there and you can, um, you can post pretty much anything you want. They do not censor you as Facebook does. For those of you who are concerned of censoring on Facebook, I would definitely go there and it's yubnub.social and look for me at the, uh, the Truth Must Be Told podcast. You just look up the Truth Must Be Told podcast and you will find me and you can watch the videos of this, which I recommend to do because I'm be putting up slideshows and things like that. So uh, if you, you get a chance, you're listening to this on on uh, on, uh, on audio, on Anchor.fm or Spotify or one of the other platforms, that's great. If you get an opportunity, go look it up on yubnub.social and you can actually see the video and my handsome face. All right, so with that being said, uh, I found an interesting article, and it seems the uh, woke culture has even reached new heights, shall we say, no pun intended. Actress Demi Lovato said, I think we need to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. That's why I like to call them ETs. Now, she thinks that the aliens are upset because we, because we call aliens aliens and those they do not come from the earth. We should call them ETs. Well, because they are supposed to, uh, as opposed to aliens, because aliens that invade our country illegally, so goes the battle of the woke. And 
Welcome to the desert of the woke. All right. Uh, you know, and I want to remind you that we are seeing this woke culture, the cancel culture, and all other things that are going against what we are used to as a clever ploy from Satan in his attempts to place a one-world society in, in, in position to give to his son the Antichrist. If you don't agree with the norm, well, then you'll be canceled as well because that's uh, uh, agree with the new norm, and then you'll be canceled as well. So let me ask you this, and I'm going to, uh, let's, let's get right into it, because uh, we, we're talking about UFOs, and of course, when we, when we talk about UFOs, we can't cannot discuss aliens. So what is your perception of aliens? Hmm, okay. Well, the grays, like we see here, the almond eyes and the gray skin, uh, with uh, sometimes they say no mouth. Or a very little slitted mouth and maybe no ears, so that's that's one perception of uh, perhaps it's this. Perhaps you're looking at uh, uh, close encounters type of alien here, where they use their hand signals and speak and come and take people away and return people that they've uh, kidnapped or, or abducted. Or perhaps. Uh, something like this. Uh, this guy is a Martian, and he is uh, from the movie uh, War of the Worlds, made back in 1960. That film, the uh, if you get a chance to see it, I think it's on Pluto TV. You can watch it. It was made in 1953 with a budget of 2.1 million dollars, which was an incredible amount of money back in 1953. Uh, the interesting point, only $600,000 was set for the actors' salaries. The rest of that money was put into the special effects. And for 1963, or 1953, you could see they're very, very good special effects. Uh, in which actually acknowledges God at the end of it. Uh, okay, and uh, the, of course, is your, is your version of an alien, does it look something like E.T.? Uh, okay, so that. Or how about this guy? This guy's a catamaran, and he is from uh, the Twilight Zone in an episode called To Serve Man. Uh, this was, uh, he was like seven foot tall, with the extended brain there, and he didn't speak. He talked uh, telepathically to people. And, of course, uh, To Serve Man was a cookbook. Oops, I gave away the spoiler there. Uh, of course, this is my favorite alien, or one of my favorite aliens, uh, good old Marvin. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. Yes, Marvin the Martian uh, with the... Uh, the <laughs> he wants to destroy the Earth because it was inter interrupting his view of, uh, of of Jupiter or something. Yeah, so that was uh, Marvin. And, uh, his, his favorite alien of all time was Alf. Hey, Wooly, no problem. Loved Alf. Uh, great guy. <laughs> it's great guy. Uh, you know, so, all right, you know, there's, there's a varied uh, view of aliens out there. So, you know, everything 
ones and we see it in movies and videos and things like this. All kinds of crazy things out there. So, you know, so we have to, uh, you know, people have to, you know, look kind of crazy at what they're looking at. Uh, but Sal, aren't there pictures of UFOs that have been sighted and, and people have even seen aliens? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's plenty of pictures of UFOs out there. Uh, there's so many that it's hard to distinguish truth from reality. Now, here's one of a UFO that's supposed to be flying by a, uh, a fighter jet. We also have uh, these pictures uh, of UFOs that have been sighted. And there's thousands of these things on the Internet. Some are fake. Some are, some are, uh, are, uh, are, are legitimate. And so this is the U.S. Navy. Now, these are fighter pilots that had tracked this UFO for several minutes before it dove into the sea and uh, not even leaving a splash. All right. And this, the pictures were from the nose camera on the fighter jet that was uh, tracking this. They called this one the Tic Tac because of its shape. And it would roll over and uh, do all kinds of crazy things and, uh, and it would disappear into the, into the realms of the water. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it, it, but, uh, you know, these, <laughs> there are reports of UFOs all over, okay, all over the uh, reports of, of, um, of, um, of uh hold on one second here i'm sorry i'm trying to do multiple things at once here okay the reports of ufos over water underwater and in the sky and when we see these things uh when seen these things move at incredible speed and then they vanish now one might say they have the technology to dampen the inertia to overcome the forces of gravity that are applied now maybe if you accept the fact that they are legitimate ships with advanced knowledge but do really pe- do people really believe in this stuff? Well, back in '96, and I'm sure it's higher now. <clears throat> I couldn't find updated numbers on this, but in '96, 75% of all Americans believe UFOs uh, believe in UFOs, and 3% say they've been abducted. That's at that point, eight million people have claimed to be abducted by UFOs. All right, so what is a UFO? All right. If you don't know, maybe you've been living under a rock all these years and you're not true. By definition, it's right in the name. A UFO is an unidentified flying object, sometimes turned as an unidentifiable flying object. And now there are, I forgot what they call them, UAVs, uh, you know, uh, unknown aerial vehicles or something. They have a new name for it. They're trying to get away from the UFO thing. Now, this can apply to anything from planes that are being seen from unusual angles to experimental aircraft. Uh, It could also be meteorites or planets like Venus or Jupiter that can appear to be moving, you know, and, you know, and throughout history, it's, these things have been seen. So the term flying saucers came to be on June 24th in 1947, about 11 years before I was born. Kenneth Arnold and uh, Kenneth Arnold was a pilot and he was flying through the Cascade Mountains and he described to a reporter that he was looking at these saucer-like or, or these, 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 these things that he saw over there, these nine disc-shaped objects, he called it. And he described them to a reporter seemingly that they moved like skimming like saucer does on the water. And the report, reporter termed the phrase flying saucers. So that's where we have uh, the, the phrase from. Uh, but you see, they don't look anything like saucers. This is uh, uh, Kenneth Arnold holding a picture that he 
Drew of them. And remember, he's a pilot, and he was able to track these things from uh, Mount uh, Rainier uh, to um, uh, to whatever the other mountain was that he saw, and he was able to, to, to time them getting there. He says they traveled at over 1,200 miles an hour. So it was just interesting. Uh, then, you know, through the years now, the UFO phenomenon was born at that point. Sightings increased over the years, most famously two weeks after um, – his report, Kenneth Arnold's report, came out. The Roswell, New Mexico crash took place on July 9th in 1947, and the Army let the news out that they had recovered a flying disc in the, at a ranch outside of Roswell. The next day, they changed that story to say that it was a weather balloon that had, that had crashed. Uh, this contradicted eyewitness testimony that saw the damaged craft and, the, and saw the bodies that were found with it. Now, conspiracy claims, uh, the conspiracy claims of a cover-up were massive, even to this day. Now, the government will not reveal what happened there, other to say it was a highly secret, high-altitude balloon that crashed that was sent up to collect radio signals from Russia. I believe it was called Project Mogul. So that was, that was their claim, okay? Uh, okay, so we have a story, we have a counter-story in place, but it fueled suspicion that the military was covering something up and they did not want the American people to know about it. So many UFO theorists believe that the increased sighting began shortly after the Los Alamos, New Mexico test in 1945, the first nuclear explosion that took place there on July 16th of that year. And they say that the aliens saw this from space and started coming around to see what all the excitement was about. So do flying saucers exist? And is man alone in the universe? Is there life on other planets? And are we being visited by alien beings? Well, to start with UFOs, yeah, UFOs are real. Okay, now remember the definition of a UFO. It is an unidentified flying object. So this could be anything. It could be anything. Uh, it's just a, something in the sky that's unidentified. So let's take a look at the past. Reports of strange things in the sky have existed throughout man's recorded history. Cave drawings in China, Spain, France, Italy. There were artists that portrayed um, um, the, uh, the the Virgin Mary holding Jesus with uh, alien saucers, shape things flying overhead. It was all kinds of things. <clears throat> Christopher Columbus reported seeing a light glimmering, a light glimmering at a great distance, and then vanished, only to reappear again, move up and down, and vanish again. All right. And there are many, many more through the course of history. But let's get back to today. All right, let's accept the fact that UFO, UFOs existed in our past. Now, remember the podcast, I, I, the series that I'm doing here is the paranormal. I stated that there is an increasing interest in it, in the paranormal, and people are anxious for explanations. There are those who would attempt to financially benefit on that craving to know, and so enter the experts. Now, Eric Van Daniken wrote a book called The Chariots of the Gods, which I read in the 1970s, and it was very convincing to this then-teenager that UFOs had something to do with the establishment of known religions of the day, and some description of UFOs are explained in the Bible. He also pointed out that the massive structures that we see around the world could have only been made by the assistance of aliens with some unknown power source. I talked about this once before when I did the the monolith study. I said that the UF that something had to help lift these massive 
tons, 50 tons, 100 tons, 500 ton blocks into position because man didn't have that, that knowledge back then according to, according to our um, modern uh, technologies. I couldn't do it. But uh, mostly all of his hypotheses, Van Naken's um, hypotheses, have been refuted. But nonetheless, some would argue that God was an astronaut and aided in the building of such structures, pyramids, the Sphinx, Easter Island statues, Stonehenge, etc. All right, so where am I going with this? Well, the fact is, is that people are gullible. <laughs> I want you to think about something, how gullible people are. All right, back in 1938, Orson Welles had a show on the radio called Mercury Theater of the Air. In that, H.G. Wells broadcasted the H, uh, uh, Orson Welles broadcasted the H.G. Wells classic sci-fi story, War of the World. He used fake bulletins and made the show sound like aliens had landed in New Jersey and were invading New York City. It caused nationwide panic. According to the papers, there has been speculation that the papers had overblown the story of panic, but Either way, it confused and frightened many people. I've seen many people talk about this. And uh, see, many flee homes to look at this headline. Radio listeners in panic, taking war drama as fact. Many flee homes to escape gas raid from Mars. Phone calls, swamp police, broadcast of the Wells fantasy. So people didn't buy into the fact that, hey, this was an alien. These were This was a show. But they were they were to, they were totally now, mind you. In 1938, uh, we had just got finished with World War. Uh, we, we just got finished with the World War. We were there was a lot of turmoil going on. The um, uh, taking the political stage of the world at that time, it was easy for people to believe that we could be invaded. There was always that fear, and now the fear of aliens landing on the Earth. That just blew everything out of proportion, and a lot of people were afraid. My grandmother told me how they were afraid. My mother told me how they were scared. My mother was eight years old at the time when this came in, and they were frightened. They lived in New York, so they were frightened and stuff. So, yeah, this this stuff, it did scare people. <clears throat> so when I say people are gullible, then you can understand. Excuse me. When I say people are gullible, you can understand that shows like Ancient Aliens and many others explore the questions, question, are we alone in the universe? Now, some of the shows are interesting pertaining to history, but the spiritual aspect is very lacking. They claim that they believe in God, but God could have been an alien and that these alien beings are responsible for all life on Earth. They manipulated our DNA with other animals to create a slave race. Hence, the worship of them as gods. All right, let me take a quick break here, and we'll, uh, we'll be right back as we, get, we, have to, uh, we have to pay some of the bills. Well, we, it doesn't really pay bills, but we appreciate it being there. All right, hang on one second. I'll be gone. I'll be back for a minute. Okay, just uh, stand by.
All right. All right. So, uh, so as people begin to watch these shows, oh, by the way, uh, before I really get back into it again, we are, uh, we're trying to wind up the month here with the, the, with the paranormal. I'm trying to get a hold of somebody now, uh, to see if I can get an interview with this person on the radio or on the, uh, uh recorded interview with him. And, uh, just been, I've been yesterday. I was so ill. I couldn't do anything. I was totally incapacitated yesterday. Um, but for sure, the, the good news, the Halloween show has been recorded. We've done the history of, of Halloween. That will be, pod, the, the podcast will be released on the 30th. However, if you want an advanced listening to that podcast, you can go to impactradiousa.com starting on Monday, the 25th. And on that day, you will be able to see the podcast of the uh, Halloween program, because that is going to be very informative for you as Christians. So if you're interested in hearing that, that podcast ahead of time, go to impactradiousa.com, look for Sal Passos under there, and you will find the truth must be told, and we'll, uh, you can go ahead and uh, listen to the podcast a week ahead. All right? Very important. And pray for the upcoming shows coming in November and uh, hopefully we'll be able to finish out this month because we've pro- about exhausted a lot of the information on uh, on um, the paranormal that we're going to cover because right now it's just repetitive. It's going back around the same, same things, and I don't want you guys to get bored. But uh, all right, so people watch these shows like Ancient Aliens, and uh, when you begin watching these things, you know, the, the, the experts there claim that they believe in God, but... God could have been an alien and that they're responsible for all DNA, all life on earth. And I told you already, I said this, that they, they manipulated our DNA with other animals to create a slave race and then hence the worship of them aliens as God. Now people watch this stuff and they begin to question the auth- auth- the authenticity of what they believed or what they were taught. Well, you know, when they, oh, wow, that sounds good. You mean that, uh, you mean that the wheel within the wheel that, uh, that Ezekiel saw, that it was, uh, it was an alien spacecraft? Oh, that would explain the roar of thunder and the flames. Yeah, 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 I could see that. They didn't know what it was. Look, you know, sometimes it's good to question things, but to abandon your belief for this type of theory, that's poor judgment. You know, this type of abandonment of your faith and things that you were taught as a youngster, especially if you were taught in school or in church, uh, and and you, maybe you didn't, maybe you weren't there, but for those of you who done, that's the cults are primed for you people. This type of abandonment is what leads people astray and cults begin to form. You know, such as the Heaven's Gate that took place in California. They combined elements of Christianity with the belief of UFOs, and their leaders import, in, interpreted portions of the Bible to mean UFO visitation. 39 members of the cult committed mass suicide believing the massive UFO uh, that believed that a massive UFO was following the Hale-Bopp comet, and they had to die so that their spirits could uh, could unite with the spaceship. Now, ufologists, which are people who study UFOs, so it's ufologists, would rather believe that these UFOs are without question spaceships from another planet, and there is a whole subculture that believes that these are uh, subculture in that group that believe that they're multidimensional beings. Others believe that UFOs are, are creatures, and uh, what we really see is merely the outside of the being. 
So looking back again to the paranormal podcast that I had, I pointed out that Satan wants to deceive people. He does not want anyone to put their faith in God. Satan himself wants to be in charge. All right, in Isaiah 14, 12 or 15, we read, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne among the stars, uh, among the stars of God. I will also sit at the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High, yet you will be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest part of the pit. Now, just a few things here in this passage of Scripture, and I've pointed this out once before. When he says, I will ascend into heaven, that's true. He says, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. These are not twinkling stars. The term stars used here in the Hebrew connotation means the Elohim, the little Elohim, the angels. So that's angels. I'm going to exalt my throne above the Elohim of God, the angels of God. All right, I will also sit in the mount of the, on the mount of the congregation, farther sides of the north. That's the place where God rules. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Now, the term clouds here means the Shekinah glory of God. He's going to ascend above the Shekinah glory of God. So this is very prideful of him. And I will be like the Most High. So Lucifer, whose actual name in Hebrew is Halel ben Shekhar, He's the son of the dawn or morning. Now, the King James Version did not translate his name correctly. It's not Lucifer. It is Halel ben Shekhar, son of the dawn or son of the morning. That He was a created being. He was not a human being that was composed of spirit or, and not of flesh and not of blood. He was nearly perfect, He had, and he had free will. He chose to rebel against God and persuaded one-third of the angels to follow him. He is the deceiver and wants people to follow him no matter what. He gains no power, but if he can pull someone away from worshiping God, his work is done. All right. Now, I told you before, there are good angels and bad angels. The bad angels are called demons. The demons are very powerful, and they're tricksters. And they are not limited to the physical barriers that we are limited to. So, Sal, why the talk of angels and demons? I thought we were discussing UFOs. Well, here's the thing. There are only two explanations for UFO sightings. Either they are natural, which means they are either from this earth, from other governments, or they are from outside the earth to make them a natural thing, or they are supernatural. So if they were natural, science would be able to explain their existence. Now, if they can't, then there is, all there is left is the supernatural. Now, the Bible tells us that there are angels and demons, and there is warfare in heaven. And there's warfare between them in the heavenly realms. So is it possible that the UFO phenomenon is actually a glimpse into the supernatural battle that exists between demons and angels? What happened to you? <laughs> I was supposed to watch Rod Bentley. The politician? I told you to keep him away from Wick and Shield. How's Beelzebub? Yeah, he's, he's pretty upset, but he put me on UFO duty. UFO duty? Yeah, I gotta paint myself with this light and fly around the world until Armageddon. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so the yeah, so the the demons could be because Satan is also known as the prince of the power of the air, so he is in charge of this earth, believe it or not, and uh, uh, he 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 could be given a power to do certain things, and you know we we know that. Um, 
in Second Corinthians tells us that demons can masquerade as angels of light. So um, they can appear as a ghost if necessary and impersonating deceased human being. It seems to be within their power and abilities to do so. And we base that on the fact that we see countless of times that angels appear to men. Uh, there was a first appearance in the Garden of Eden with the cherubim that was a flaming sword. Uh, angels appeared to Sarah, Abraham, in Genesis. Angels appeared to Lot and had dinner with him. Angels eat food. Uh, angels appeared to Daniel to give him a message from God. Balaam saw an angel that was ready to kill him. Joshua, the captain of the Lord hosts, saw uh, saw angels. Gideon saw an angel and was told the Lord was with him. I love that story too because he's hiding. He's a rise, old mighty man of valor. And he's like, Who? Me? I'm hiding out here. I don't want to have nothing to do with anything. Mary was visited by an angel who told her that she would be the mother of the Messiah. And there's so many more to talk about. But now remember, demons are fallen angels that have rebelled against God. Now, and there is no indication that they could not appear as men as well. If they can impersonate a dead loved one, they certainly can impersonate an alien, or for that matter, a UFO craft. Remember, Satan wants you to take you off track. He will tell you things that are so close to the truth, yet his version is twisted. You know, God told Adam and Eve not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Satan appeared to Eve, and he said in the, in the form of a serpent, said to her, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And, it's, and she said, and she said to him that God said, "We can eat of any tree except to the tree of knowledge of good and evil, or we will die." And he said, "You won't die. You won't die. No, 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 no." All right. So, and of course, they, God wasn't talking about um, a physical death. He was talking about a spiritual death, which uh, that's exactly what wound up happening. And Satan was de de deceived, Eve. Now. Uh, Satan does not want you to worship God. He wants that for himself. I just explained that. I read to you in uh, the places there, and it says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne. I will sit on the mount of the congregation. I will ascend to the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm having a little problem here. Um, but see, he wants that worship for himself. He wants to be worshiped. He's jealous of God. So again, anything that he can do to lead people into believing that God was just an alien, that takes the people's minds off the truth. Ufologists will claim that the events such as char the chariot of fire, the wheel within the wheel, flying scrolls, and visions of fiery storms are alien spacecraft that are described in the Bible. In my research, I found so many opinions on the UFO, on UFOs from both camps, the religious and the secular. Now, honestly, I've tried to draw conclusions, but the information is mind-blowing at, at the least. Look, I'm not doubting that people have seen and will continue to see UFOs in the future. I have seen a UFO when I was 11 years old. It was a cigar-shaped tube. It was flame of fire. It moved across from my right to my left. I was in Pennsylvania at the time and the thing vanished from my sight. It, it moved off and then whoosh, it was gone. So I saw one. Was it an alien craft? I don't know. I did see windows in there and it looked like people in there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But each sighting must be investigated and either debunked as false or found as true. And which I found, I think, the uh, Blue Book, Project Blue Book, went through and out of, 
I forgot what it was. There was out of so many thousands of things that they saw, and this many thousands was debunked. I think there was almost a thousand of them. I may be wrong on these numbers, but there was a percentage of them that they couldn't discredit, couldn't find what it was. So hence they still as unknown. So I say again, if true science must give us an answer uh, to the question, are we alone in the universe? Well, I could tell you that we're not alone in the universe. There are demons and angels and God is there. Now, whether there are aliens, who knows? I don't know. The Bible is silent in the matter. There could be, but that's not for me to argue. The point is, is that, um, that since God, angels, and demons live in a realm outside of our physical world, then they are aliens, so to speak, they, but they come somewhere from other than Earth, other than our dimensional, our dimension. They are trans-dimensional beings. Uh, angels and demons are trans-multidimensionals. They can go from the spiritual realm into our realm with no question at all. You know, now, if God created other beings in this universe, he's silent on the matter in Scripture. And he, and he only wants us to know certain things in the Bible. And he, so he's all-knowing, and he'll, he knows if aliens exist. And maybe this was the reason why he didn't want us, if, if the aliens were demonic in, impersonators, maybe this is the reason he did not want us to be involved, or wanted the Jews at any rate, to intermix with the people of the, of the Old Testament saying, you don't intermix with them because they will lead you away from me and have you worshiping other gods. So maybe that could be a possibility as to why we don't see what, we sh- what we're seeing. All right? And, uh, you know, we're certainly perplexed on this issue for hundreds of years. However, we need not lose our faith in God over it. God gave us the ability to think and have a free will. He could have made us a bunch of slaves to do his bidding, but he didn't. He wants us to freely come to him and worship him. So why all this stuff on UFOs? What does that have to do with anything? Well, think about this. Soon, an earth-shaking event is going to happen. Millions of people are going to disappear in a split second. Planes will fall from the sky, driverless cars, trucks, and semi-trucks careening off the road. Babies will disappear. The news and the governments will be in disarray, trying to come up with an explanation. Those in power who know what it is will be silent and will, be, and will attempt to spin the story on something that it is not. What is this event? It is the rapture of the church. You see, the Bible promises that Jesus will return in the clouds to take his church. He'd take his bride. He's going to take us home to be with him while seven years of tribulation, which is God's wrath, is going to be poured out on this earth. So what does this have to do with UFOs? Well, I believe that the governments will use the excuse of UFO abductions uh, to further their cause. They will come out and say, yes, we admit UFOs are real. Who knows? Maybe even a UFO will land somewhere. And there'll be news coverage all over, and and they will, and the government will come up with the explanation that those that were taken were somehow found not worthy to remain on the earth, and not to worry about your children or your babies or your loved ones, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, your mothers, the, the fathers, they're okay. They're with the aliens now being retrained and reeducated, and they'll be returned to the earth. Well, trust me, they won't be. You know, you need to be ready for the return of Christ. He's coming to snatch his way his bride. 
Now, if you are left behind, you may still have a chance to be saved, but you will have to go through the, through seven years of tribulation. Now, if you can, you, you most likely will be given a choice to reject Christ and worship the Antichrist, or you will be killed. And if you're not living for God now, and when things are relatively nor uh, when rel- things are relatively normal, let's say before everything is uh, really literally going to hell, how will you stand for God when your life is threatened? How are you going to do that? I want you to listen to this, please. Hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question: If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven? and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death? In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God, out of love, gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying, okay? How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand, okay? Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandment says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well... You guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, uh, Even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that's the same thing. Uh, It's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I, I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer. I'm an adulterer. I'm a murderer. And the Scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask 
for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. The word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against Him and disqualified us, that disqualified us for heaven, right? And we've actually seen this work in real life. Uh, for instance, uh, there's been people who have committed crimes, gone to court, the gavel's been passed, the judges said, hey, listen, we all know you're guilty, uh, you even admit you're guilty, and uh, for your crimes, you're going to not just jail, you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty. And did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row? It's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know it's actually on historical record that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty, and they've refused to take it. And so even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon so that you could be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey, folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is the Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave, and the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. I hope that you uh, listened very carefully what Brother Billy Crone said. Uh, he was a gentleman I was talking about before from Get a Life Ministries. And that was used by permission from Get a Life. You can get any of their DVDs and their studies on their cl classes, download them, and you can share them for free. Uh, because he doesn't believe in uh, copywriting the Bible, which is great. That's an awesome thing. And uh, But don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. The time is coming. The time is coming when 
you're going to be given you're you're given a choice right now. Listen to what Billy said. You know, when he talked about the people in prison, you know, not because of what they did in prison being uh, redeemed or being uh, forgiven or pardoned. You know, I spent time in a prison ministry and I saw people who pretended to be saved just so that it would would curry favor with the uh, with the people there, with the prisoners and the guards and everything. But that's not, it wasn't true repentance. There was one guy there that was truly repentant. I was in the, I, I worked in the, um, the, uh, the, um, oh, I forgot what section it was in the prison, the treatment center, uh, treatment center of the prison where they worked with, they had to be kept away from the general population. These were rapists and murderists and child molesters. And uh, let's tell you, it's uh, an uneasy feeling when you're in among a crowd like that. But there was one gentleman there, uh, Frank, who had 23 life sentences and God had forgiven him. And you should have seen him on fire for God. His witness witnessed with our, his spirit witnessed with our spirit. And he was just an amazing man. First one in the history of the prison to be able to go to, uh, to be let out under guard, of course, to a church to get baptized. And the last I saw of him, he was been given permission to walk unaccompanied from the front door of the prison to the gift shop and worked in the gift shop. I pray for Frank when I think of him, as God has uh, God touched his life, as God can touch yours. If you have any questions, you could reach out to either Get a Life Ministries or certainly reach out to me at thetruthmustbetold.org. That's the truthmustbetold.org, or you can text me on Facebook, or don't forget Yub, Yubnub. You can definitely see me there, and uh, you know. And I want you to be in heaven with me. Thank you for uh, for listening. I'll be praying for you. God bless, and have a wonderful day.